So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset. And you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. Welcome to today's episode of Build Your Tribe. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is extremely important for social media growth, no matter what channel you're on, and that's protecting your mental health. Now, before you click away and you're like, oh, this is just going to be talking about your feelings, this is important because you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't record podcasts. You can't create content. You can't share reels or make YouTube videos if you aren't filled up yourself. Or maybe I should say you can, but it ain't going to last very long. You're gonna quickly get overwhelmed, burnt out, dejected, tired, and just flat out over it. So in today's episode, I'm gonna share with you 10 tips, 10 strategies, 10 pieces of advice in order to protect your mental health and avoid burnout on social media. I feel qualified to help teach you about this because in the last 15 months, I've posted at least one reel a day, and I've actually averaged over two posts per day onto my Instagram feed. And I've been able to keep up this level of hyperactivity without, and this I can say truly honestly, without ever feeling overwhelmed or burnt out, without ever feeling like, oh, I just, I can't do this. I can't keep up. I need a day off. I haven't really taken a break. I have taken a few days where I didn't post anything, but even on those days, I had assistance, I had my team, and I had scheduling so that posts went up and the consistency remained just the same. So with that in mind, I'm going to share with you my 10 tips, strategies, and pieces of advice for protecting your mental health and avoiding burnout on social media. First of all, it's okay to take a break. Your mental health is way more important than your social media growth. And I don't care what app or platform you use and prefer, it's okay to take a break. On Instagram, it's okay to miss a day or even a few days or even a few weeks It's okay to go a few weeks or a month or so without posting a YouTube video or uploading a new podcast. 
It's okay to miss. The algorithms won't punish you. You won't be buried. One post missing a few days or a few weeks won't bury your account for the rest of time. In fact, not only will it not kill your account, some people actually regularly take breaks, Sundays off, for example, because it has been shown that on some platforms and on some features like Instagram stories, if you take regular breaks, it actually kind of allows the algorithm to reset, if you will, and it allows you to get even more engagement when you come back. So it might even be advantageous for you to take a break. Speaking of taking a breaks, I want you to schedule time off. If you just think it's going to happen randomly or you wait until you're burnt out and overwhelmed and you need a break, it's probably too late. So schedule breaks. Maybe it's every other weekend. Maybe you take every Saturday off. Maybe you take one week per month off of creating content. Maybe you're still sharing content during that week, but you're just not creating anything during that week. Schedule breaks and also schedule breaks during your day. It's very tempting as entrepreneurs, especially in the social media age, to be turned on, so to speak, 24-7, to be constantly, even when you're laying in bed first thing in the morning or before you go to sleep, checking social media, looking at content, reading through emails. It's so easy because our phones are right there in the palm of our hand. So schedule intentional time to take breaks. That brings me to my second tip, which is to set boundaries. And very similarly, have boundaries around your time and your energy. Set specific limited amounts of times. And a lot of phones, including iPhones, can help you with this. There's a setting on the iPhone that allows you to set app limits. So you can only be on social media for, say, 45 minutes per day. Or you can only be on Instagram for, say, 20 minutes per day. And if you have very limited time, but very explicit goals... You have to use that time wisely. If your goal is to post one reel a day and you only have 20 minutes a day on Instagram, well, then you better use those 20 minutes to your advantage and get a post up and you won't have much time left for other things that might drain you, like comparing yourself to other people's content or to just mindlessly scrolling for hours. If you have limited time but explicit goals, you're going to have to use that time more wisely and that should help protect your mental health. Other areas of social media where you can have boundaries is, hey, if someone sends me a three-paragraph long direct message, I won't be reading it. Unfortunately, that's just a boundary that I have. If you send me a message that that's long, I understand it might be important. I understand it might be, you know, something very heartfelt. But if it's that long, I don't have time to read it. I'm getting thousands of other messages per day. And I'm speaking personally right now. I'm getting thousands of other messages per day. So it takes away from my day and it takes away from everyone else's time if I stop and read every single multi-paragraph essay. So maybe that's a boundary you want to set is, hey, I don't read and answer long direct messages. Or maybe a boundary that you set is that if anyone comments something negative or they send you a mean direct message or they send you something inappropriate or something that makes you uncomfortable, you just block them. No question asked, no feeling guilty about it. You just straight up block anyone who falls into those categories. Those are some boundaries you might want to set on your social media. My third tip to protect your mental health, and I don't know how many of y'all are ready for this, but it's to hire help. A second ago, I was talking about my DMs and how I get thousands of messages every day. And recently on a podcast interview, someone asked, how are you able to respond to thousands of messages every single day? And I replied, I'm not. I'm simply not. 
It's not possible. It's not within my capabilities to respond to thousands of messages every single day and still be a productive contributing member of society. Like I would have to be a hermit living in a cave to be able to respond to and engage with all of those people every single day. So something that I've done is I have hired an assistant who it's her job to respond to my direct messages. The vast majority of DMs I get anyways are just people being like, hey, I love this reel. I love your content. Or people asking a frequently asked question. Or people being like, Brock, help. My audio got deleted from my reel. And the response is the same thing every time. It's, oh, I'm sorry, that's a glitch. Unfortunately, there's no way to fix it. Or it's responding to someone saying, I love this, with just saying, hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Very easy, simple responses. But if I was responding to every single one of those, it would take a lot of time out of my day. So instead, I've hired help. But you could extend this into just about any area of your business or life. Is there an area of your life, of your business, of your routine, of your social media that you dread, that you're not very good at, that drains you, that zaps your energy and your time? that maybe you're not very qualified for, you're not very good at, but you know that there are other people who love doing that thing or who would excel in that role? Well, as scary as it may be, it's time to outsource and it's time to hire help. It's time to put on your big boy pants, your big girl pants, and start delegating. Start building a team, start building a staff. That is the true hack for how you unlock your time and maximize your efforts and energy while still protecting your mental health on social media. Tip number four is to unfollow people who make you feel less than, who make you feel not good enough, who you are constantly comparing yourself to. Or maybe if you can't unfollow them, a lot of social medias offer the ability to kind of mute people. On Instagram, you can mute people. On Twitter and and YouTube, I believe that you can kind of restrict how much of people's content you are seeing. So you're still following them. And maybe for, you know, outward facing purposes, maybe you're friends with the person. You don't want them to think that you unfollowed them, but you just don't want to see their stories every day or you don't want to see their videos every single day. Because when you see their stuff, for whatever reason, you just go right into a place of comparison. It might be wise for you to unfollow or mute their content. Number five is to fill up your cup off of the platform. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't serve others if you haven't been taking care of yourself. You can't give if you haven't first received. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. You can't give away until you receive. If all you're doing is give, 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 but you haven't accepted you haven't received, you haven't filled up your own cup first, you're going to run out very quickly. That will lead to overwhelm, resentment, and frustration. So fill up your cup off of these social networks, whether that's surfing, going for a walk, eating a delicious meal, reading a book, meditating, praying, going to church, spending time with family and friends, turning your phone off and disconnecting from the internet. Fill up your cup in whatever way that means for you. Take time. Maybe it's just as simple as going to the gym or turning your phone off and your music off and just driving in silence for 15 minutes. Do what you need to do to fill up your cup so that you can pour into others more sustainably. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt really quickly to give you a quick tip about selling. When it comes to making sales, especially on social media, it has been widely documented and reported and studied and researched that customers value the benefits more than the features. So when I'm talking about something like the Insta Club Hub, 
People don't care so much that there are two lives a month, that there are thousands of Q&A responses with every single question ever related to Instagram, that there's dozens of quick bite-sized lessons. People don't care so much about the features that are you know, hot this week where we give you the latest trending updates about Instagram, where we give you five trending audios that are popular and growing that week. People don't care so much about all of these bells and whistles. People care about the way things make them feel. What is in it for them? What is their benefit of your product? So when I'm talking about the Insta Club Hub, the benefits that people can gain from joining the Insta Club Hub and becoming members is peace of mind around Instagram, a complete understanding of how to grow not just your following, but how to make more sales and grow your customer base on Instagram and how to do all of that in less than an hour a day. So you don't have to spend hours and hours wasting your life away on Instagram only to see little results. That's what the Insta Club Hub provides. The Insta Club Hub is the last Instagram resource, the last Instagram course or membership that you will ever need. The Insta Club Hub helps you finally make sense of the beast that is Instagram, and it helps you finally start to see real results that are sustained and that continue to grow. So if you're ready to join the Insta Club Hub, you can either visit instaclubhub.com right now. You can type it in without even pressing pause on this episode, or you can click down below in the show notes and it will open in your browser. And again, it's instaclubhub.com and it is the last Instagram resource that you will ever need. Tip number six is to remember that social media ain't real. Even the most authentic, real, genuine people on social media have to choose what's being shared. Like even the person who is sharing the unedited, raw, unfiltered version of their life, it still has to be somewhat filtered because not 100% of everything 24-7 is shared. The only true 100% authentic, valid look at someone's life would be if we lived in like the Truman Show, where literally 24-7 there was just hidden cameras on us and we had no idea. Everything else is to some degree inauthentic, or not real. And so I want you to keep that in mind. Don't compare your real life, which you are experiencing, the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs, the headaches, the frustrations, with someone else's highlight reel. Because ultimately, that's what you're getting a lot of the time on Instagram. That's what you're getting a lot of the time on social media. That's what you're seeing on YouTube. A highlight reel, the best of the best. People are sharing their best moments, their brightest highlights, the shining stars, you're not seeing the mundane moments. You're not seeing the heartbreaks. And if you are, you're only seeing them because people are trying to draw attention to how negative something is. On social media, we see the extremes. We're drawn to the extremes. We see the worst of the worst and the best of the best. When in reality, the average person is, wait for it, average. Most of the people you follow are average. I know they present everything as perfect on social media, but that's a lie. No one's perfect, so keep that in mind. And remember to try your hardest not to compare yourself to anyone else, especially on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, because comparison is the thief of joy. Tip number seven might be the only tip that's scarier than tip number three, and tip number seven is to go to therapy. I know it's not you know, as sexy as like, hey, go surfing for an hour, or hey, set up time blocks around your Instagram usage, but go to therapy. 
Hire a professional to help you out, someone who has been trained to hear what you're going through and help you along with it, to help heal your past traumas. Even if you don't think you have any, I promise you, my mom and I, the two co-hosts of the podcast you're listening to, are firm believers that everyone, yes, everyone, from my grandma to Oprah Winfrey to the 17-year-old who I just saw at the gas station a couple minutes ago who was arguing with the store clerk, Every single one of us could use some therapy to varying degrees, to varying amounts, and for varying reasons. I think everyone should go to therapy. And I understand it's not within everyone's financial means, but I also think that it should be a priority for a lot of people. We prioritize going to the doctor every year for our routine checkups. We prioritize going to the gym and exercising regularly to take care of our physical health. So why don't we do the same for our mental health? Take care of that thing in your noggin, that brain rattling around in there. Go to therapy and get some help. I promise you, it'll make you a better business owner and it'll make you a better content creator. Number eight, be yourself. And I know that's like the most infamous, worst advice of all time, but stop trying to be something you're not. Going back to that point about how nothing is real on social media, everything is to some degree fake or inauthentic, be yourself. Speak in the way you normally would to your friends and family. Present your content in a way that feels true to you. If you ever record something or film something and you're like, uh, that just wasn't me. I'm only speaking that way because I heard some YouTuber talk like that. Or I'm only editing my video in this way because some other person on TikTok did it, but it just doesn't feel like me. Then don't do it. Do things that feel like you. And a great way to practice this or to get better at catching that is to ask your friends and family if that is an accurate representation of you. Ask them if your content or your social media is an accurate representation of you. I do this all the time with Taylor, my fiance, especially for our YouTube channel, all the time. I'm like, how did I sound there? Like, was that conversational? Was that me? Or was I kind of doing my social media voice? Was I doing my like radio broadcaster voice? Or was I doing my conversational Brock voice? Which one was it? And she'll give me feedback. I know it's not always fun to hear, but it's important to listen to our family and friends because oftentimes they know us better than we know ourselves. And it's important to be your most true, authentic self on social media, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Number eight, find joy on the platform. Find something on your social media of choice that fills you up. Let's take YouTube, for example. Maybe you don't love video editing Maybe you don't love search engine optimization and figuring out what the right keywords are, but maybe you just love vlogging. Like you love documenting your day and recording the different bits of your life. Focus on that and find the joy. Find what it is on your social network of choice that really sparks your energy. Maybe it's connecting with others and responding to their comments and building that community. Maybe it's coming up with ideas for what to post. Maybe that's where you really, you know, you get your energy from. That's where you really find joy. Find those different areas, or maybe it's just one on whatever social network you choose that brings you joy, that really brings you happiness, that really gets you excited and what makes you passionate. And I understand it might take some time to find what exactly that is, but once you find it, Lean into that because that's most likely going to be one of your strengths and one of the things that allows you to stand apart from everyone else in your niche or industry. And then my last tip for protecting or improving your mental health on social media is to cultivate an intentional and positive community. And how do you do that? 
If all of your posts are negative, they're complaining, they're controversial, they're argumentative, they're bashful, they're putting someone else down, they're talking bad about some other group, your followers are going to reflect that. Your followers are going to be negative Nancys, they're going to be angry, they're going to be constantly arguing, and that's not a very fulfilling community to be a part of. It might feed some sort of adrenaline need that you have, but ultimately, that's going to be really draining in the long run. If your content is instead focused on lifting people up, encouraging, inspiring, motivating, if your content is complimentary of other people, then your audience will be complimentary of you. If when someone asks you a question that is, let's say, uh, very basic, I don't think there are any bad questions, but let's say they ask you a question that's, you're like, oh my gosh, come on, that's the simplest, easiest answer ever. You could put them down and make fun of them and everyone laughs and cool, you get some comments, or you could take it as a learning opportunity. You could say, thank you so much for the comment. I really appreciate it. A lot of other people are actually, I'm sure, thinking the exact same thing. And then answer their question in a positive, thoughtful, respectful manner. When you treat people with respect, they will treat you with respect. And I know social media has this stigma that it's a very negative place filled with haters and mean negative spam and, and all this stuff. But I can honestly tell you, I'm about to cross 500,000 followers on Instagram, and I cannot remember the last time I got a negative comment. I think I've only ever gotten a handful of hate comments in my entire life on Instagram. And that's with dozens of posts. I mean, you know how much I post, you know how much content I'm putting out there. And I hardly, if ever, get any negative comments. And of course, there are some industries that are going to generate more or less negativity than others. Like I think of one of Taylor's friends who is a life coach who specializes in sexual wellness. And of course, talking about sex and talking about sex toys and sex positions and things like that on Instagram, you're going to get some more negative comments. You're going to get some more creepy dudes in your comment sections than, you know, someone like myself who's just talking about how to grow on Instagram. But also think about the community that you're building. Think about the energy you're putting out into the world. And oftentimes that's the energy you're going to get back. But the bottom line is on social media, I need you to remember your mental health comes first. Your health comes first. Your physical health comes first. In my opinion, your family and friends come first. Your life outside of social media should probably even come before your life on social media. I know it's important. I know it's a great tool for marketing. I know your entire business might revolve around your Instagram growth. I understand that your entire sales and marketing campaign might revolve around your Twitter or your YouTube channel. Maybe even a significant portion of your income comes from your social media. I understand its value. But if you are sacrificing your health, your mental health, your physical health, ultimately, you're sacrificing your life. So take this seriously. Take your mental health seriously. Take time off. Set boundaries. Hire help. Unfriend, unfollow people who aren't promoting or improving your mental health. Find joy. Be yourself. Find a great therapist. Cultivate a positive community. And remember, as always, happy networking. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, could you go and leave a review for Shaleen and Brock? Let them know what it is you liked about this episode, what really hit home, and what would you like them to cover in a future episode? 
And while you're at it, could you just double check to be sure that you are subscribed? That way, if you're subscribed, you won't miss a single episode, which is released every Tuesday and Thursday. Did you know that Shalene has another podcast called The Shalene Show? It's all about living your best life. She gives you tips about improving things physical, mental health, mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and so much more. She has the best interviews also. But if you're already subscribed to both Build Your Tribe and The Shaleen Show, you really should go check out Patreon. Did you know The Shaleen Show is now on Patreon? Shaleen gets super personal, spills the tea on everything she can't on her other podcasts. You also get to experience Brett, completely unfiltered, completely confident, and completely hysterical. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Anyways, thanks for listening. Remember, anything referenced in this episode, including links to all the other podcasts, can be found below in the show notes.